This is a HeadGum Podcast. to a Melro 210, our quarantine sideshow. Put on your sunscreen and please remain indoors. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are now entering our fourth week of this, which is fucking insane. <laughs> I am joined by Eric Siska. Hi. Uh, Chris Cabin. It's only been four weeks. <laughs> well, no, it's been five, but we started this the, sec- the second week of the play- quarantine. You're, oh, you're just playing with my mind now, Steve. Thank you. And, and Andrew Jupin, shut up, Chris. Yo! Uh, I just want to, since we are entering somewhat of a milestone here, I want to take a quick moment to thank any and all doctors, nurses, EMTs, lab techs, healthcare workers, grocery store workers, bodega operators, restaurant workers, mm-hmm. employees, and otherwise. Yeah. Uh, uh, Delivery truck drivers, guys, too. Yeah. Uh, 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 warehouse employees, liquor store workers, and most importantly, drug dealers. Thank yes. you all. <laughs> For keeping uh, the the world running right. and everybody safe and all that cool stuff, we we've gotten ridiculous emails from people like, "Thank you for what you're doing." I'm like, no, 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 fuck that. Thank you guys. We're but just I will just around. I mean, yes, Steve, everything you said is true. I will put out there once again, everybody. <laughs> if you have access to a, a MedMen facility and mm. care to mail some carts, <laughs> slide into my DMs. Get at your boys. <laughs> Get at your boys right now. You are setting yourself up for a world of hurt, man. <laughs> There's some undercover detective like, I got him. It's hey, like, I ain't the one doing the mailing, motherfucker. Sure, sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did, you, did you hear about Andrew? He got coronavirus in jail. <laughs> yeah. Old Bobby, old Bobby Mueller's got plenty of time on his hands now. <laughs> uh, we are talking about, this is our Monday show, so we're talking about Beverly Hills 90210. We're on episode four somehow. Uh, right? No, I'm sorry. This is episode three. Apologies. Well, it depends the... upon how you're watching it, man, as we it's discussed, true. because the stupid fucking pilot, they couldn't make up their mind. You know, these streaming platforms, they don't know their fucking head from a hole in the ground. Uh, mm-hmm. This is the episode titled Every Dream Has Its Price, has its price Tag, uh, which uh, <laughs> original air date October the 18th, 1992 days before my seventh birthday. Nobody cares. That that is the worst abandoned Smith song title I've ever heard. <laughs> Every dream has its prize tag. No, it'd have to be Morrissey would sing the one part, and then I don't know, like Johnny or somebody would be like tag, <laughs> tag, tag. Yes, that's it. That's it. Uh, that's tag to tag to tag to tag to tag. My dreams don't have prize tags. I grew up to be a fucking asshole. <laughs> Oh, Brenda, why did you do that? <laughs> you didn't have to do that. <laughs> that's that's the fucking thing I was screaming at my television, Chris Kevin. Uh, this is, there's a lot of firsts in this episode. Uh, we're still very early on in the series. This episode um, features one of my favorite characters, the birth of Nat, played by Joe E. Tata. A Bronx native. Nat. Which, which guy was Nat. That is the guy that's running the peach pit at the end of the episode, yeah. guys. Oh, Lord. This, so you're pro-pie now. You're very, very famously anti-pie, pro-cake. That you're, you, now you're praising 
You're praising a pie merchant right now. <laughs> the merchant. Hey, look, like I just said with all the thank yous, I'm all out for merchants these days. Oh, my God. You know what I didn't even realize was like the peach pit is the fucking diner that yeah. Dylan takes him to. I miss the exterior. I miss the whole fucking thing. Well, I must have been taking a note. It doesn't have the exterior that oh, it usually does. That's okay. The, so you knew the beef. This yes. I see. We're also still in demo version of the fucking theme song. <laughs> Well, I'm there's... starting to wonder if this is like a fucking licensing thing. I, no, I think it's the first season has this. I think that what we see this time is actually where we are for the first season, which is saxophone heavy and yada, yada, yada. But gotcha. someone went back in time and killed that mailman, so he's gone. <laughs> oh, yeah. Erased from existence. He got loopered. Dude, that's a one and done idea, and God bless Hollywood for it. It's just a box on uh, Jim and Cindy's porch, and what's a box? What's in the box? You know, it's a mailman's head. We want to market this show to you know, it's a sexy nighttime soap opera. Let's start with a geriatric old man mm -hmm. being in, in the cold. <laughs> I mean, like exactly. I'm tuning in for fucking sexy teens and you know, fun times at the beach and whatnot. I don't need to see a mail carrier. But thank you, mail carriers, during this whole thing. Yes, absolutely. So we start with um, Brenda. It's kind of her episode here. She's got the A story uh, in a big, bad way for the first time because it's been very Brandon-centric, although Brandon's going to have his say. Don't worry, Chris. Uh, we, <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> we, we know you're part of the Brandon fan club with me. Uh, it's Welcome. a Brenda episode. <laughs> it's Brenda and she's like trying to get ready for she's trying to sell Cindy Walsh on this Twilight horseback ride which we actually never see by the way I was fucking furious because <laughs> I thought the episode was like okay Mrs. Walsh puts the fucking kibosh on I'm not paying $120 for you to ride a horse at night <laughs> and I was like okay so she's gonna fucking lie and then we're gonna like she's gonna go horseback riding she's gonna get hurt yeah you Christopher know. Reeves <laughs> Jesus, I think I think that was a well lit uh, uh, accident, Eric. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but instead, yeah, it's just this like fucking shoplifting story. I was pretty disappointed. This uh, is an interesting episode, not just because of the the whole shoplifting thing, and then there's also like the lesson. The lesson is like pro capitalist and anti capitalist in this episode because Brandon's story is like, hey, this is wage slavery. And on the other end, we learn, well, if you shoplift, there'll be no stores to shop in ever, ever again. <laughs> what a dumb lesson that's it was! It was a lot at the end where she's like, but then there might not be any stores. <laughs> there might like, be... There might be only 40,000 The Limiteds. <laughs> a world without the mall? I'd rather commit suicide. So, yeah, she's trying to get one over on Cindy Walsh. It doesn't necessarily work. It's more of Brenda being like, ugh, I don't fit in. Uh, we're so not poor at all. But for, you know, <laughs> it, 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 the, the, the fucking cry in poverty for Brenda and Brendan Walsh. You can all fucking relax. But the, I still just don't understand it. I mean, so they're in this fucking town. Why can't they spend $120 on a horseback ride? <laughs> well, that's the thing is, um, and I was watching with, with Jennifer, my wife, and she, she brought up a good thing that I never really thought about. It's like, why do they live in Beverly Hills? Like Jim Walsh, I'm sure 
maybe has a job in Bever- quote unquote in Beverly Hills, but you can move to any other part of LA and still commute into Beverly it, Hills. Is it because of I mean? the school district? I remember yeah. the newspaper newspaper girl, which is what I write for her whenever I see her. Oh, Andrea. Um, yes. Yeah, she she goes there because it's the best school. So maybe oh. they care about their child's education. Got it. Yeah, but th- we we learn uh, the lesson we keep learning, which is. All of these kids who are not born in the Midwest are rotten to the core because their parents don't give a shit about them. Every last one of them, <laughs> including the latest piece of shit to the pile, this Tiffany. It moves into less than zero territory pretty quickly. I <laughs> it really, oh, dude, at the end, that pool scene with Tiffany, we we're going to talk insane. about that for at least 20 minutes. Um, it's So, yeah, we, we meet. Apparently, we you know, everybody goes to school and Kelly is hanging out with this new girl or new to us named Tiffany. Uh, we find there's no Donna in this episode. I, I looked it up. There's this is one of only two episodes of the entire series that Donna doesn't appear in. I was fine with it. I was <laughs> who, totally. Who is, who is Donna again? <laughs> Tori Spelling. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, uh, we call her um, the 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 producer's daughter. Right. <laughs> okay. The uh, waste of space. Uh, but no Don in here. But yeah, so th- this girl Tiffany was apparently like best friends with Kelly forever. But you know they they had a falling out. But now she's back. We're, we're told by some random brunette girl who's like he has the fucking four one one on everything, and but does not have a name. Oh yeah, this is great. And I was I felt terrible because I was like, oh man, this poor actress. It's like okay, like. Early on in the first season of this show, ooh, I'm talking to one of the stars. Like, oh, could I be in like the circle of friends? No, no, no. You'll <laughs> never be seen from again. You don't even have a fucking name, lady. Uh, we meet uh, Tiffany, who is played by Noelle Parker of uh, not much, but she played. Uh, she was in Ernest Saves Christmas, pretty high in that Ooh. cast listing. Wow, been, been a while for me, and uh, she played Amy Fisher in a TV movie, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> also, a uh, small role in super good movie at close range. Oh, I never James, saw it. James Foley's movie, some of the best Christopher Walken you'll ever see. Now, Steve, does this character ever return? No, no, it's a one and done. So what happens to her? Does she get, like, shot in the head right after the credits roll? (laughs) I don't know, man. You saw the fucking way she was living at home with all those dudes by the pool. Let's just say she fucking slipped. Those dudes by the pool, by the way. I don't know what jumping ahead, but like I just love that she's like, they're just dudes. Like, what was amazing? They're just, they're just using my house. They're just dudes I, that are here. I was like, I was watching it, and in my head, right before she said it, I was like, who are these dudes? And then she, Tiffany answers, these are just some dudes that hang over and use the play. And I was like, oh, they are. They're literally just dudes. Okay. I guess I uh, uh, dudes. I guess I. <laughs> there's some dudes out here. Sorry. Dude delivery. <laughs> Chris, I'm sorry. Ah, uh, yes, uh, uh, Tiffany. I'm reading her will. She left. She left everything to pool dudes. <laughs> All as a as a group. I don't know who you are, but if you're a pool dude, who is it? <laughs> uh, dudes, ma'am, come on in. Yeah, I mean, like that's. I'm gonna describe it a little bit. At, at the end, she's like at a. It hang sunning by her pool and there's at least three or four i can't even count how many guys there are i don't know dude i got at least <laughs> five separate banana hammocks and it's just like well and you and brendan just has to stop for the who are these people they're just dudes and it's, they don't say anything they're just around i fucking love these dudes 
Now, do the dudes come back in any significant? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously, do the dudes come back, or do they have like a story arc, like a dude arc? <laughs> I, I kind of wish the dudes were around. Backdoor dude pilot. <laughs> oh, dude, a pilot of for a '90s show called Aaron Spelling's Dudes. <laughs> <laughs> That's got four seasons at least. Oh, absolutely. At the very least. Well, fellow dudes, what do you want to do today? <laughs> uh, there's a little girl that has a pool. <laughs> when I, every- don't know, man. I don't know, man. I just don't know if I can keep being a dude. When everything else <laughs> fails, you've got your dudes. Oh, yes. <laughs> yep, totally. Oh, I can see the poster now. A lot of jean jackets. Yes. Honestly, I would watch the shit out of dudes. Yeah. <laughs> Stinks is Steven Weber. Oh, oh yeah. Steven Weber stars in Dudes. Oh, yeah, man. he's wearing he... like a fucking really smart vest on the cover. His nickname <laughs> is Scrawny. Uh-huh. Dude, speaking of smart vests, Brandon Walsh in this episode, fucking Ferris Bueller's vest almost to the letter. Yeah, Brandon's sort of story arc here is he needs uh, a job to keep up with his car insurance because Jim Walsh runs a fucking tight ship, man. <laughs> oh, man, this guy's not taking do, no for an answer. Do you think he's kind of like the dog tooth uh, uh, father? <laughs> yes, like, I do. But when you cut around it, like you see the nice moments with him. Mm-hmm. But he does seem like a taskmaster in the background. This oh, is yeah. his first appearance. Correct me if I'm wrong. He's in the pilot, but that was actually scenes reshot. Um, he barely in the pilot. Like, they, right. they, they, they establish him in the two-part pilot, but he has like maybe three lines. But but suddenly he's dadding all over this fucking show. <laughs> oh, dude, he's dadding everywhere. And Andrew, I did see one thing that I love is your uh, from last episode. The beach scene is in this episode. <laughs> I know. I almost texted you guys. He's totally about to get sucked off, and when those kids ruin it, I didn't notice. Uh, it's well, right when they get the phone call that, uh, or no, Brandon comes home. That's what it is. Yeah, Brandon comes home from work and fucks it up. That but fucking ass. James Eckhouse is about to get a killer beach <laughs> as seen in the opening credits. So, so uh, that's Brandon's thing. He kind of lets Andrea smell it for a second because he's like, I'm getting a job because I, you know, I got to pay for my own car insurance. And she's like, well, wow, that makes you a really upstanding guy. You might not just be a Beverly Hills something something after all. Bye, <laughs> Andrea. Yeah, adios, lady. Uh, there's a lot of reasons why I like this episode, but uh, one of them is that uh, there's a lot of uh, chances taken with how the show looks. Like, there's these weird handheld scenes twice in this show. Yes. In this episode this that, biz- like, come out of nowhere. This bizarre and uh, Brandon pounding the pavement looking for jobs monologue montage. It's insane, dude. And the fucking horrendous music while he's doing this, too. When you see that montage, it's just like the fartiest like. No- and again, it just sound- I'm like, is this a licensing thing? Was there a pop song here? I would bet Probably. it was. I, I mean, it, it, obviously, I haven't seen this episode in 20 some odd years, but I mean, I'm almost positive all of this is rotten with we it- used cool catchy songs and now they're all gone because this song that there this you know, this little tune that plays while he's going around you know getting rejected from i was looking at some of the things on his job list like he was turned down by a laundromat or like a dry cleaner or something so on and so forth but the song is just like a power chord it's four chords. It's like it's like oh awful. It's a rarefied genre, fart grunge. <laughs> oh, definitely. We rarely grunge. get it, but this is it. This is the stuff. 
uh, he winds up getting a job at some place called was it the town or something? I missed it. The or the yeah. The, I think you're right. I think it's the town. It's some weird generic name like that. And it's like a frou-frou restaurant that he's really excited. He thinks he's going to be a waiter, which obviously, I mean, like, we find out some shitty practices of this restaurant. But, of course, they're not going to hire a fucking 16-year-old kid off the street to be a waiter. You're definitely going to be a busboy. Yeah, exactly. And also the weird thing with this restaurant is, from what I can tell, their big claim to fame being uh in beverly hills such as it is is uh they just put cumin in some of their recipes that's it's and that's the thing i I was so confused table side cumin chris because they're like hey brandon you need to he gets there thinks he's gonna start uh waiting tables like well you have good enough hands to start filling the cumin bowls like the fuck are you talking oh that's right it's (laughs) like george costanza being like if i ran a restaurant there'd be salsa on every table but (laughs) even before we get that like brandon is talking uh to dylan and steve about it and he's like and dylan just says great cumin and i was like <laughs> what? Are they just frying up cumin and cakes Maybe. and serving oh Also, cumin this cakes. woman who's running this restaurant, the way she approaches Brandon's hands, it gave me big time Schindler's List vibes. Like, no, I need the little hands to get in there to get to the cumin. Oh my God. You need to work on the cumin mind. <laughs> I could have saved more bus boys. I could have. Ray Fines is up at the host podium just with the gun behind his neck. Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, fucking please wait to be seated. (laughs) But yeah, it's just you're at a restaurant and you're like, oh, uh, honey, could you pass the cumin? Thank you so much. Oh, that's excellent. I'm just going to sprinkle this on my fucking steak. I'm a maniac. It was a newly found spice. I got you. It was was frou-frou cool. Uh, So Mm -hmm. that's kind of, that's the beginning of his arc. Uh, Brenda is kind of like following around Kelly still, kind of like a little puppy dog. Like She's trying to fit in with Kelly's obviously the coolest and this new girl, Tiffany, who's very extreme. We have a very boring literature scene where we're doing fucking, we're really trying to tie this into Les Miserables a little bit. Mm. I love this because the teacher is explaining like the plight of Jean Valjean and all of this stuff. <laughs> she's basically like, okay, how about this? Your homework assignment is to try to figure out if you kids who live in this golden ghetto can understand the needs of poor people. And I was like, fat chance. <laughs> <laughs> and also the moral lesson of like one thing you do could ruin your life forever, forever, forever. Right. <laughs> I Dental <will> say- plan. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this is definitely a better adaptation of Les Miserables than fucking that Tom Hooper piece of shit. I like that movie. I mean, Tom really? Hooper. Yeah, I, I do so like trash. that movie. I mean, I, I saw it I once. never saw it. I like. By the it. way, con- confession time, real quick. Uh-huh. Never seen any iteration. Never read it. Never have no frame of reference. Really? Yeah. Well, good, a lot of this Beverly Hills Dennis two in an episode, so that's all you need. <laughs> There's a good version from the 1930s, Eric. It would be awesome if uh, at the end of this episode, Brenda is sent to jail for 20 years. <laughs> Look down, look down. <laughs> That's a that, so that show. It's like about people that have to sing their way out of jail. <laughs> yes. yes. Yep. Yep. That's exactly it. Yeah. Oh, cool. That's all you need to know about it. I think that's what uh, Andrew Cuomo is going to do for everybody. I think that's going to be his plan to to to, to fucking end the inhumane treatment. But, There's something we need to do to close down Rikers Island, and I think that message is: if you want out, 
you're going to have to sing your way out of there. So all of those criminals and everybody down there, get those pipes ready to be singing. Yeah, I was just watching Beverly Hills 90210 the other day, and it was very important. It was a every dream has its price tag. Uh, I would have locked up Brendan for 40 years for thinking about stealing. <laughs> look, look, I'll start. Memories all alone in the moonlight. <laughs> so they go to, um, she gets invited out to go shopping with them. And like, she, uh, uh, Tiffany does it because Tiffany's like really cool in class. And she has this really like, lame thing. Like, really funny joke, Tiffany. I'm like, oh, Brenda. Oh, oh, Brenda. Dude, my Tiffany- asshole clenched right up when she said that. I was like, dude, that's desperate as fuck, Brenda. And then Tiffany's like, who's was joking? <laughs> and she's like, oh, you know, you should go shopping with us. And she's like, oh, I can't afford anything. Which you don't ever say. You're like, oh, I'll go. And just you can just, you know, look at stuff on racks. Or I got to go home and take a shit. <laughs> also a great, a great out of any situation. Brenda's got a big, dirty one to drop off. It's, it's the silver bullet. The silver bullet. It does get you out of most situations. It's That's true. <laughs> um, so uh, they go and like they're looking around. There's a lot of fun talking. We see Steve and David in his only appearance in this episode. They're they're hanging out shopping for cologne together. Steve Sanders' only appearance in this episode. David Silver has a fucking oh spectacular oh second scene yes. to come. Yes. But yes. I love this because it's like. It's basically all the girls are shopping and then like they walk out of the frame and the camera is like, wait a second. What do we have here? (laughs) Oh, David and Steve. And Steve is explaining to this young Padawan learner how to fucking buy cologne and he's spraying it on him. (laughs) I was dying. And he's all like, Steve's all like, oh, yeah, girls love this. They love it when you smell like nothing but cologne. See, what you need to do is you just put it in your eye. (laughs) <laughs> just put big puffs right in your eye but speaking of steve sanders though i believe did i hear this correctly we learn a sexy detail oh yeah that tiffany was the one who stole steve sanders away from kelly that's what the that's what caused the falling out but now they're back because she i guess she doesn't like steve anymore or whatever it's great because steve even says like uh, she, tiffany says something like, oh hey steve nice hanging out with freshmen or something he's like Still got that waterbed? Oh, yeah, totally classic <laughs> Steve Sanders waterbed <laughs> comments. Something something you'll notice about uh, from the last episode is Bri- Brian Austin Green hit the growth spurt hard. He did. He's it, as it, tall as fucking uh, Zeering at this point. It's tre- it's tremendous. It, is, he a, wait a second. is he as tall as Ian Zeering right yeah. now? Well, it, in this episode. No, that's I, what I meant. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't even notice. Yep. Oh, man. Yeah, he's definitely Ooh, measuring okay. up a little bit. They should have absolutely recast him. Just fire <laughs> this fucker. <laughs> Sorry, kid. I actually just watched that episode of uh, Seinfeld with Mickey as the stand-in. Oh, <laughs> what he's, he's uh, heightening? Yes. Yeah. The, <laughs> the lifts, yeah. This kid shot up four inches in one day. <laughs> what are they feeding him? Look green, you're out of here. It's all Devin Sawa now. <laughs> Ooh, what a righteous Canadian that dude is, man. Um, so, like, uh, long story short, Tiffany steals a bunch of shit from this store. Brenda thinks about stealing, and I guess we find out the Walshes are Catholic because she cannot get over it. Oh, Just my the God. The mere thought that she thinks about stealing, she's, like, devastated. Get over yourself, lady. What the fuck are we doing? You didn't do anything. You had a thought. You moved on. You didn't do it. You should be proud of the fact you didn't do it. Yeah, come crying to me when you get caught uh, stealing pornography like me. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, 
Hold on. Okay. Chris Cabin yes. has told this story before. I know. Here, to be oh, fair. right. Yeah. This I, isn't new, though. Like, you weren't busted by Andrew Cuomo, like, <laughs> this week. Sing. Sing for your pornography. <laughs> I am pleased to announce that Chris Cabin has finally been brought to justice. He will be going to Rikers Island immediately. Uh, pornography theft is a real thing that affects many of us. Let me just say he won't be flattening any curves with his eyes where he's going. <laughs> wouldn't, uh, wouldn't be the first cabin chastised by a Cuomo. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Oh, great. Um, so, do we want... Chris, please, tell your pornography tale. We are, you already heard my pornography tale. So, yeah, wait, what find was it, whatever though, like, mailbag. Yeah, it was like. on a mailbag. Okay, yeah. You, yeah. like, grabbed at something it's, and some guy was like, hey! It's not that It's not that complicated. I took a porno mag. I put it in my jacket. I walked out. A, a cop, off-duty cop, said, put that back, and I did. There it very, is. Very good. Yeah, Check I wound out up, that uh, mailbag for the uh, non-Cliff Notes version. <laughs> So uh, Brenda feels really bad about it. Um, then Tiffany the next day is like, oh, hey, let's go hang out someplace. And she's like, great idea. She's like, can we go by your house first? Oh, by the way, we should say Cindy Walsh has her story <laughs> here, which is a very uh, – with this um, this woman uh, who is uh, hired to be the Walsh's maid by someone other than the Walsh's, I guess. This is ridiculous. Well, the husband apparently does it, like, off the suggestion of someone else. And then this whole fucking episode is like, what the fuck? I moved to Southern California and people speak Spanish as well? Dude, I don't like that. First of all, James Eckhouse allows for, and that's Mr. Walsh, by the way, that's the actor's name. Uh, allows for a fucking foisting to happen upon his own family because the way he tells it, there's someone in the office that had like you know uh, someone who came and was like keeping their house, and they had a relative who was looking for work, and James Eckhouse was like, yeah, totally cool. You can come over to the Walsh's and foisted this woman onto the family without telling his own family. It's fucking nuts. And then, like, the wife has this line about, like, oh, well, you know, James Eckhouse likes the image of this. And it's just like, this town is ruining them. Yes, exactly. And there's she's doing a lot of, like, my name is Cindy Walsh, oh, like that oh, kind of shit. And it's like, man. dude, I usually root for Cindy Walsh, not this episode. It's I mean, tough. I would leave fucking Jim over this shit. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Jim. Absolutely. Pack the fucking bags. Keep the kids for all I care. They're ruined. This what, sound he, got he, them. he hired help? You're going to divorce him? Yes. And didn't say anything about it? It's you got to like, listen. You're, you're suddenly someone else's full income now, and you're going to like not tell anyone about it? It's, well, who's saying anything about full income? I think the problem is. Mr. Walsh fucked up like the what the agreement is, like the frequency in which this person is coming, yada yada yada. I think this Anna lady has like some blackmail plot against James Eckhouse. <laughs> yeah, oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. I hope I that think comes up. In he's over a episodes. barrel. I think she's already pregnant, is what I think. <laughs> <laughs> and she's if I to... knew that that was frowned upon. <laughs> So, yeah, so she shows up and like Cindy Walsh with her Midwest attitude is like, oh, well, I guess I'm just I'm going to help you clean, Anna, and we're just going to hang out and become friends and stuff. <laughs> and like the, uh, Tiffany and Brenda show up t because Tiffany wants to go to Brenda's house and like, oh, we're going upstairs and like blah, blah, blah. And this is when I don't understand this whole thing where 
Tiffany stashes her stuff at Brenda's house. This is fucked up. First of all, anyone comes to my house and says, hey, can I stash some of my stuff here for you? Like, no, you cannot. You cannot stash your shit here. At least have the fucking foresight, Brenda, to be like, uh, yeah, I guess so. Uh, but just really quickly, uh, what stuff are we talking about? Exactly. Because she's just like, yeah, sure. La, 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 la. <laughs> And, and this girl's like throwing this fucking hot merchandise in her closet. <laughs> You're lucky it's just hot merchandise. There could be a hot gun in there. Exactly. I, I mean, a- I'm all for stashing stuff, but you just you got to clear what the actual stash is. I mean, it stinks of cocaine. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> I mean, you just know that. You just know that like you've got a brick in there. Steve, uh, does this show ever touch upon cocaine? You know, I don't think so. Not immediately. It's not, which is kind of crazy for a these kids. I mean, that's kind of the underlying thing all the time. Is like Dylan's on coke, uh, Tiffany's on coke. Like all these bad, quote unquote, bad kids that are like just those dudes. Those dudes are on coke. Well, the dudes were maybe on coke, but at least from what I've seen of Dylan McKay, Steve, no. he's yeah. way too chill to be on cocaine. That's very true. He's, he's smoking a big plug. He's balancing it out with a bunch of downers at the same time. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Brenda, we just sniffed a big line of cigarettes. <laughs> Here, watch this combo, drugs, Brandon. I learned it from Chris Farley. <laughs> there is an episode where Brandon goes on ecstasy and it rules. Um, oh, nice. Uh, oh, thank God. That's that's a That sounds amazing. <laughs> there is a fucking great moment between, uh, is it Cindy Walsh, Steve? Yes, that's a mom. And, and Anna, the housekeeper, where uh, Cindy's like, oh, geez, hon, I just made some coffee. Would you like coffee? <laughs> yeah. And this woman's like, oh, see, you know, yeah, of course, gracias. And so I love it's a fucking great moment from the woman playing Anna. She takes a sip of the coffee and looks at Cindy Walsh like, uh, what is this shit? <laughs> Your fucking garbage white people middle America coffee. What is this right now I'm drinking? It's, it's Folgers, hon. Yeah. Folgers. It's crystals. You, you know, you can keep it in the freezer, hon. <laughs> Actually, it's Sanka. <laughs> oh, get me out of here. You got Sanka in your house. Get me out of here. Uh, so blah, 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 uh, Brenda and, uh, Tiffany go back to the same store, by the way, to, to, to just look at stuff again. And Brenda's like, why are we coming back here? It's like, it's fun to go to the same store. And she's like, oh, could you, um, ask, and you know, they're, they're, she's making a move. She's trying to make Brenda an accomplice, but you got to let, let somebody in on the fucking grift. If you're going to do it, she's that's like, the thing. Yeah, exactly. So like, go ask the, uh, the store lady if, uh, they could find a bigger size for me. And she First does. First of all, it's like you're, she wants to know if there's a bigger size, ask your fucking self. <laughs> Seriously. I'm, not, I'm browsing. I don't fucking give me a task. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing is that you're you would never make it as an L.A. mean girl, Eric, because you could never fall in line. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I'm a uh, maverick. So she does the fucking the, the staff, the, 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 the register girl realizes really quickly. And this fucking store detective comes out and I am fucking clapping on my living room couch. <laughs> this hat she's wearing it's a it's it's not quite a sherlock holmes hat but it's pretty damn close it's like a panama hat or yeah. something it's, like it's a, a hat that when you realize what this woman's profession is it all makes sense it's like a detective in key west yep yeah, exactly they should have called right. her Col- uh cold dumbo <laughs> oh with the nice, way she was dude. looking oh boy 
Wow, uh, it just it took me like 10 seconds to register the <laughs> meaning of that joke. It, it, I was walking on thin ice to make sure I said it right. Cold Dumbo. <laughs> I'm glad you got it too. Now everybody's caught up with the cold Dumbo joke. <laughs> the uh, so they get busted, um, and this is a, a running theme you're going to see. This is the uh, Andrew's favorite blowjob scene. It's Cindy and and Jim, and they're hanging out at home, and like you know they're they're kind of really almost getting close. Cindy gets pissed off because she finds a package that Jim has. She's like, "Oh gosh, you got me something!" and she opens it up. And it's a workout suit, but for him. <laughs> he says he's got a client he has to meet tomorrow to play tennis, so you have to fit in. It's it's almost interesting that they give the father having getting new clothes to fit into Beverly Hills while the children are scorned for the notion of doing the same. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's your classic Jim Walsh bullshit. It's well, Jim Walsh, is, Jim Walsh, as far as I can tell, is the only one putting the fucking food on the table. So you know what? <laughs> He's making the rules, man. Hey, she had a job back in fucking Minnesota. She but did. He made, she, it, he made her move. She worked at, we learned, at Mom's Store, um, yes. which is something. And then, yeah, Brandon shows up, fucking golden boy. Uh, and, and they're like, oh, Brandon, you got a job. You're so much better than Brenda. He's like, yeah, I know. Like, Your sister's a piece of shit. He's like, yeah, I know, Mom. And then, like, of course, Brenda gets caught from, called from fucking prison. <laughs> it's never it never gets to prison we don't actually get real police right because yeah, it's like no. the, it's just the store has them in the back room yes yes yeah which and it's a funny thing where like you can totally tell tiffany has been down this road before because she's like don't worry about it brenda if they don't call the cops within 10 minutes we can walk because they're illegally detaining us after 10 minutes it's like yeah how many fucking stores have you escaped with this before lady i don't know what they're doing with brenda exactly like are you trying to make a conspiracy charge here <laughs> they're saying <laughs> well exactly they were i mean they're on. saying that she was like you know the the setup person you know mm -hmm. like causing the distraction like what proof do you have of that she literally just asked you like I, they I, don't cabin there's no proof it's fucking store <laughs> security it's yeah. the biggest <laughs> joke profession I in thought, the known world yeah. i thought it was going to escalate to the level of police and they were gonna like all right ma'am we got to search your house oh what's this the stashed merchandise thought so you're doing time accessory for shoplifting see i yeah. think this is bigger than all this i think you've got other conspirators <laughs> I think there were five people in here casing the joint. Oh, they're trying to flip her, you think, Chris? <laughs> Got to meet Deep Throat in a parking lot. First of all, the move is you just flip on Tiffany, Tiffany immediately. Yes. Well, that's the weirdest part is Brenda. Yes. So, you, so at first she's like, I can't believe you did this to me, Tiffany. And Tiffany's kind of is super shitty about the whole thing. She's like, if you can't handle the kitchen, he get out of the kitchen or whatever the bullshit she's saying. Tiffany talks her way out of it. Uh, the Walshes come. They're fucking furious at Brenda. Even in even in the parking lot, Tiffany is gone. They're like, how could you steal from us? How could you steal? Blah, 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 blah. She's like, I don't know, Dad. Let's not talk about it. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm flipping on Tiffany immediately. Absolutely. Like, this is madness. <laughs> that she, it's like, this girl fucking treats you like shit. And I, and I get it. It's all the, like, she's desperate to fit in, blah, blah, blah. But, like, stay with fucking Kelly Taylor. Like, focus on one person at a time. And Tiffany is garbage. Yeah, it's great. Um, so she gets, you know, sh she goes home. They, since she's not charged, the Walshes are upset, but not too up. You know, they're like, all right, we'll just deal with this some other time. 
Uh, Brandon's story is basically like, yeah, he's working at this cumin restaurant. He kind of finds that everyone in the kitchen, he's, he really, I mean, it, it, it is, it's so quaint. He realized like, wait a minute, these people aren't, uh, aren't, aren't legal citizens and they're being exploited. Wait, what? Well, yeah. And his <laughs> whole like naivete starts with like, like all right, dude, you're fucking cumin shoveler. <laughs> And he says to this other dude as he's like, he's also like, he elevates to bussing tables pretty quickly also. And he brings back a big stack of dishes and there's a dude, Asian dude in the back, like uh, washing the dishes. And he's like, so, hey man, what's our like, you know, cut of the tips. And this dude starts fucking laughing at him. And he really gives this little white boy a fucking wake up call. He's like, hey man, welcome to the third world labor force, motherfucker. Yes. And then later he even says to... To this guy, his name is Chan. He's like, "Oh man, uh, you know, blah blah blah. I can't believe we're doing this for minimum wage." And the guy's like, "I don't get minimum wage." And it's like, "Wait, hold on." You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, hey, Dylan, do you know that this lady's ripping <laughs> these people off, man? <laughs> the fact that Dylan is just there, and we're like at the en- almost the end of the episode when he shows up, and I thought he was just not going to be on this episode. I was pissed. Pissed. Yeah, but it's so weird because he's just there and he's just like making fun of the menu and it's like, what? <laughs> Dude, it's great. I... <laughs> he's just there sitting. He's like seated by himself just I, to, I guess to observe because he heard there about to heckle. it. Yeah. That's the thing. And it was something I and Chris Cabin probably also know all too well from working in service industry jobs at the multiplex. When your fucking friends came to work, uh, you came to where you worked while you were working and this was that shit. It was like, oh, hey, Andrew. Ah, mm, let me see. I'll have a large fucking popcorn. <laughs> uh, triple layers of butter, please. Uh, could you put more popcorn in that bag, please? I don't think that that bag is uh, topped off enough. And obviously I could act like this because you own the place. <laughs> um, and cameras don't exist. <laughs> hey, speaking of cameras existing, by the way, we're getting far away from it, and I don't want to lose the weirdest part of this episode. Oh, please, yeah, we're thank very you, far. Thank from you. It. That's that's not fucking explained at all, and everyone barely even reacts to it. Is David Silver is walking around with a camcorder, Ugh. fucking filming people, and he sets his camera sights on Tiffany, who like removes her dress <laughs> and is like, "Is this what you were looking for?" Like, just takes her clothes off in the middle of school. And the gag is David Silver passes out with the camcorder, and that's mm-hmm. the last you see of Brian Austin Green in this I episode. I think it's all the blood flew from his head right to his erection, <laughs> and he just <laughs> hit the floor. Mr. Rodowski at the AV Club is going to have his fucking head on a plate. <laughs> well, oh and my the, gosh, and D- David, you're supposed to film the basketball game. You're filming <laughs> pornography? And if you film pornography, don't put the camera down and fall down. Stay on the <laughs> pornography. Obviously, you this girl was into it. You should have pursued it. David, this is, I'm very disappointed with you. I'm going to have to take this back to my home lab to look at. <laughs> lab. It's, uh, it's broken. The tape is broken, David. Yeah, you just don't uh, have to ask about it again. David, this VHS tape takes time to develop. I will def- <laughs> definitely have to confiscate it and take it home. At least for the uh, entire weekend. Also, that would be great. They the would make tracking's it great. all off when he gets it back. <laughs> oh, it would make a great D storyline where it turns out Scott was the one who signed out the camera from the AV closet, and then David breaks it filming girls semi-nude in school, <laughs> and they have to go explain to the teacher what happened to the AV club camera. 
this is a David Silver character trait for at least the first two seasons or so, where he's like cam- camera guy for a while. Oh, oh man, this fucking pornographer! <laughs> oh, by the way, um, I, I think right now Brenda calls Jenny Garth, and they talk about Tiffany and that that whole thing, and like why they they weren't friends for a while, and the whole Steve Sanders scenario. And she says that. Tiffany was a klepto, nympho, and all the O's. Yeah. Fucking hell, dude. I, actually, one of my favorite lines here, also another Jenny Garth line, where it's um, it, it, the David David Silver pornography scene, where um, <laughs> I think Brenda's like, wow, the Tiffany show is kind of crazy. And then uh, J- uh, uh, Kelly says pretty darkly, yeah, you don't want to be around for the reruns. Oh, fuck, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you, that know, means. You, you know what, Kelly? That doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> And I'm creeped out. Yeah, here down at the AV Club basement in my private residence is the reruns. Here we go. Oh, the Tiffany show. I love the Tiffany show. Oh, Mr. Radikowski. Make, make my own theme song to the <laughs> Tiffany show. It's a Tiffany show. I'm jerking off. That's exactly what it was. All right, this is, again, Andrew Cuomo, and this guy is being detained. <laughs> he will have to sing a better version of the Tiffany song to get out of jail. I am devastated to report to New Yorkers everywhere that uh, I had to effectively cancel my favorite television show, The Tiffany Show. <laughs> As it turned out, it was just illegal pornography. It's a Tiffany show. Go grab your paper towels. Doodly-dee-dee-dee-dee. <laughs> I will be pitching a new version of the Tiffany show to Apple TV <laughs> to be directed and written completely by me. And that was so good. He has now been freed. The, the, the AV club teacher has been freed and we are renaming the Mario Cuomo bridge to the Mario Tiffany bridge. I am giving the medal of freedom to Mr. Radikowski. <laughs> He was in prison uh, that, for wrong reasons. It was wrong. That Tiffany is one piece of ace. <laughs> Let me tell you about all the people that are dying, but also, I'm still having sex with models. We're having a little bit of fun here at this one, aren't we, folks? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Uh, so that, um, so blah, blah, blah. You know, Brenda, uh, Anna is going through, is cleaning the house, and she comes out, and she's like, oh, Mrs. Walsh, I found this. What do you want to do with these clothes? And they have price tags on them. And she's like, Brenda, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Like, she, she was on thin ice anyway. Now, you know, but at least she didn't steal anything this time around. Oh, my God, she's been stealing. And again, Brenda does. Brenda takes this high road that I do not understand. And it's something I would never try with my parents, which is, she's like, oh, you think I would steal just because there's stolen clothes in my house, Mom? You you don't know me at all. Just, just kill me if you have to. I'm like, <laughs> what are you all, talking about? First of all, Mom, they fell off the back of a truck. <laughs> <laughs> I found these in the street. I was going to say, it gets her off her pack. It does. It, She's it, just it a better competitor works. than you, Steve. Yeah, it's just like, I, I, how could you think that I would ever steal anything? I'm like, um, you were just arrested and these have price tags on them. She walks these hills in a long black veil. 
know, because that that's what this is. Oh, she can be fucking freed of all of this. All she has to do yes. is tell the judge, hey, man, this is the fucking deal. It's Tiffany's shit. And she's willing to die instead for it. And that's the thing. I'm not a I'm, I, I, I'm not a rat. I wouldn't rat to a teacher. I wouldn't rat to a, a police officer. But like if my mom is upset with me about something a friend of mine did, you better believe I'm flipping. <laughs> and also this chick set you up, Brenda. Exactly. Not even a friend of yours. No. Also, but here's the other problem with all of this, uh, and it's odd that no one asks a question about this, but, okay, Anna, it's been, like, what, three days you've been working at the Walsh house? What are you doing rooting around the back of the closet where <laughs> Tiffany threw those clothes? Great point. I, like, what What are you doing? She's just trying her best, man. No one's speaking her language. No one's giving her clear direction on what to do. I think. That's true. But they... I'm just surprised that Mrs. Walsh didn't take that as an opportunity to be like, oh, those were at the back of my daughter's closet? Well, what were you doing back there? Uh, yeah, what yeah, other I... back places have you been in my house? Yeah, Anna here is like the rat. Like, what do you do? You should. <laughs> she should see that and put it together and be like, oh, yes, yeah, stealing. Okay. And yeah, hide yeah, it. help her hide it. Like, you want this job for a while, you get on the good side of the kids. That's a good point. I mean, the Walsh's <laughs> are also very suspicious. They think, like, her food's poisoned or something. Yes. Well, oh, we'll we got to talk about it's, that. Because it's, quote, unquote, ethnic. It's, Ew, it's dirty. It's basically uh, Jim Walsh at the end of this episode is like, hey, are we going to eat this Mexican's mystery meat or what? <laughs> yeah, he calls it mystery meat. It's, it's fucking enchiladas, you ass. Dude. And they are oh so God. put out to receive a free tray of enchiladas on a Saturday. <laughs> it is on fucking real. I'm surprised Anna didn't quit right there. I would. Yeah. These Fuck fucking these people. Vote in her face. These white power walking assholes. So uh, Brenda, you know, has, a, has, a, has it out with Cindy here and she storms out and she goes to Tiffany's house. It's another confrontation. This is the dude scene. Oh, it just, yeah. I, we already talked about it, but I love it so much. I mean, it's just like to set the scene a little clearer, like this is a pool in the backyard of Tiffany's huge mansion house and she is laid out on the diving board. And so Brenda is talking to her while she's just laying out in the sun on this diving board. Meanwhile, there are a bunch of extras in the background that are just dudes in <laughs> banana hammocks who have no lines. They don't acknowledge that there's a scene taking place. Oh, and they are literally referred to as dudes. And except for one guy who is also credited as a dude, but it's Mr. Ratajkowski and he's got a camera. It's uh... a... <laughs> yeah, I'm just one of the dudes. Just another dude here, Tiffany. Yep, me, Mr. Radikowski, hanging out in my Mr. Radikowski banana hammock. <laughs> I just here, no, uh, no shirt here for Mr. Radikowski and a sweater of my own. And a sweater of my own here. So, God. dudes, what's our mark tomorrow? I've got a lot. <laughs> this is a six-hour tape. <laughs> it's a Tiffany show. Time for a spinoff. It's Tiffany's feet. Do-do-do-do. And now, do-do-do-do. It's the dude show. Do, 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 do. It's the dude show. I'm Aaron Spelling, and you got a million idea, dollar idea right there. <laughs> the dude show created by Mr. Radikowski and Aaron Spelling. <laughs> uh, so whatever, they, they, you know, it's it's your classic, you know. Uh, oh, my parents don't care. They're fucking opening a mall in Boca Raton or some horse shit. Poor little rich girl yet again. Yep. She's like, hey, do you want to hang out? And she's like, no, I have to go home or whatever the fuck. And like, you know, <laughs> um, Tiffany from this interaction, like feels bad about it. She comes to the Walsh's house late at night and is like, hey, 
Can I have my stuff back? By the way, it was my stuff the whole time. Brett didn't have anything to do with it, yada, yada, yada. And this is like the, the freelance momming that Cindy Walsh is doing, it, it, it always rubs me the wrong way. Well, it kind of reminded me of uh, uh, before she passed away on the show, uh, Joyce Summers and how she was yes. kind of like momly to some of Buffy's friends that would uh, come and go from the house. Sure, sure. But does so does she take up that role with the like main character friends? There is an episode coming up. It's a, I think in two or three weeks, which we'll definitely still be doing this. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's the perfect mom where she is pitted against Kelly's mom, and it's a fucking barn burner of an episode. Oh, excellent! It's uh, a mom off. Like the moms <laughs> are like competing. Yeah, we got a mom off here. <laughs> Uh, but so whatever she's just like you know uh, you're probably just doing this for attention she's like oh you sound like my therapist blah 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 yeah. you know it's a nice little scene where she's like you know you should probably try and get your, their attention more directly now get the fuck out of my house well Steve the way you said it you know which to, to just quote that back to you is why don't you try getting your parents attention more directly is a better way than the backhanded fucking smackdown that Cindy throws out at her which is where she just says to this girl why don't you try stealing your parents' attention? <laughs> Yikes! Fucking and then she correctly thief. points out, like, oh, my therapist says that I am by stealing and doing all this shit. I'm, I, I'm doing this for attention from my parents. Right, right, right. Unbelievable. So that's kind of her <laughs> thing. Uh, the Brandon ending is uh, he winds up quitting in a hot... He, and he makes this big <laughs> fucking show because oh, he finds out that he's the... He's so fucking full of shit, this Brandon <laughs> exactly. Walsh. They, they, he finds out that the other guys in, uh, in the kitchen aren't making minimum wage. And he's like, well, that's it. You think you're going to give me minimum wage just because I'm white and documented? I'm getting the fuck out of here. And he makes a big stink. Oh, he, he, well, go, Chris. That, so I was so close to liking <laughs> Brendan in this episode. And it was Brandon. He's... Fuck him. It's whatever I say it is. Brandon, I was almost with him. And then he gets in this huff. And what does he do when the fa first thing before he sits at a table in this piece of shit restaurant? I love that part. Free at last. Free at last. Yes. You Yikes. can't. Can't do and it. then he sits down with Luke Perry and he's just like, yeah, no, I'm a shitty customer. Oh, hey, could we get a menu whenever you have to change it? Yeah, he's such a little turd about it. And he makes this thing where he's like, I'm going to report you to the Better Business Authority or whatever. Like, you're not reporting shit, you he little dirty dude. He's no it. a it, reporter, too. It, he's like, and when everyone reads my dang article that I'm here to write, I didn't want a job. It's <laughs> No, it's bullshit. He, he announces to this restaurateur who's shitty the whole time that uh, he works he writes for the West Beverly Hills High newspaper and he's like you know yeah well and those students are going to read my story and while they don't eat here their parents do and they're going to fucking find out about you lady and all this shit dude he's not writing that story <laughs> he's not writing it <laughs> he at is all. he goes to the peach pit with dylan and he fucking leaves those workers in the dust yeah, he does and yeah, i'll i'll write that i'll write that story and then your your restaurant closed and then all these guys will keep their job wait 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh. Um, <laughs> maybe I don't have any leverage here. Okay. He hands it in, and then the newspaper girl's like, no, we're doing a story about the dudes, the mysterious dudes. <laughs> oh, no, oh. Mr. Radikowski killed himself because the cops were at his door. We got a story about that. We got a rare interview with Mr. Radikowski. Uh, Brandon, we need, you to, we need you to find out some way to get in the headline, Kitty Porn Dungeon. <laughs> Also, the most offensive part of this whole scene, where like, and then Luke Perry is like, "Come on, man, let's get out of here. I got someplace we can go to get a bite." Did you guys notice when Luke Perry gets up from this table, the fucking Oshkosh bagosh overalls this guy's got on? It's disgusting. He was wearing them in the last episode too, but he was wearing a blazer over them, so they're a little harder to tell. Like that, they're trying to make that his thing, and it really isn't. It looks like you're just like a little farmer boy. Well, I guess that's the thing. Is like, how do we hide the fact that this guy's forty years old? Cute Dress overalls? up like a seven year old. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is what that's what cool was back then. It was looking like a seven year old. Mister Radikowski would tell you such, <laughs> <laughs> or whatever his name was. Uh, there is, a, yeah. Also, so that they they wind up going to the peach pit. They meet Nat, who. And his thing, at least in these early parts, like, I used to be a kid actor. How about that? Now look at me. I'm garbage. Oh, my God. He's one of the little rascals. (laughs) I still don't understand. So what is Nat short for? Nathan? I I guess it's Nathan. Yeah. That's weird as fuck, dude. That's like a Natalie thing. It is. Yeah. That's But my mom's Natalie. People call her Nat sometimes. Yeah. Uh, But yes, his name is Nat. Uh, He's best buds with Dylan. And he's like, oh, Dylan was always saying I need help here, blah, blah, blah. And is like, it like a G- with a G, like like the bug? Yeah. <laughs> oh, maybe maybe that's because he's so short they call him Nat. <laughs> yeah, because he's fucking annoying, always yeah. buzzing around. It's the, it's the name I got in prison. Um, <laughs> I, would, I would always like ask for the gossip, and they'd always smack me around because there is no gossip in prison. <laughs> um, yeah, I love that. Uh, yeah, I was the annoying guy in prison. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm still alive. <laughs> So that's Brandon. He gets his job, and then I was like, a member of the Annoying Brotherhood. <laughs> that's what this A is for. Um, <laughs> so whatever, he gets a job at the Peach Pit, which we'll find about more about in future episodes. They go home. They have this this fucking what looks to be an amazing fucking uh, plate of enchiladas together. Like, mm, it's pretty good, huh? I guess it is crazy here in Beverly Hills. <laughs> Weird. I guess those those people are people. What's okay. uh, and you 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 texted about it, Andrew. So do you know the black outline, which is so terrific? Uh, is it the line "Way to go, Anna"? Yes, it is. Okay, it's like he James Eckhouse is so like timidly trying this Mexican food, the most delicious cuisine on the fucking known planet. Absolutely. And he takes a bite and is like, ooh, not poison. Way to go, Anna. And they all start digging in like fucking hyenas. We missed the scene right before that when they're doing rock, paper, scissor about which one is going to try it first. <laughs> <laughs> but he, James Eckhouse does say, uh, he does refer to the dish as mystery meat. Okay, I- Jim, you have a bite. I'll dial 9-1. And when you swallow, <laughs> I'll dial 1 again. <laughs> Way to go, Anna! Freeze frame saxophone. <laughs> 
It's a beautiful ending uh, in how dumb it is. It is terrific. Um, so is every now this is like a real deal. This is our second, you know, real deal episode. Is everybody still kind of excited about this? What are we feeling? Any new uh, uh, takes on characters? I'll start with you, Chris. Um, no, I mean, I, I, like I said, uh, Brandon was right there, almost had me, almost <laughs> crashed into Empathy Mountain there, uh, and then he pulled up right at the end, right, right at the end there. Uh, I actually really liked this episode. I thought this was the best one so far. Um, I love, I mean, it, 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 it's, it's, it's ridiculous, but yes, I am enjoying it, and I, I'm looking forward to the next episode. Uh, great, Andrew. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm always looking forward to the next episode. I'm actually liking the fact that I'm having some problems with the show. And, like, for me, I mean, it's it's funny, Chris, that you liked it because I was just kind of, like, middle of the road. I guess because, like, there's so many episodes of television where it's, like, teens learn about shoplifting. And I just thought, like, this show would maybe avoid some of that more, like, sort of sitcom-y, learning a lesson kind of thing. Um, and I guess it is couched in like Brenda just desperately trying to fit in with these these other kids and whatever else. But it's like I've seen teen shoplifting on so many shows. It was like whatever. Brenda, who I've been liking, loses fifty thousand whose line is it anyway points for this fucking <laughs> not snitching on this garbage character you're never gonna see again. And it's just it was weird because I felt like the previous episodes so far have done a better job at juggling more characters doing stuff and this was a straight like all three the a story the b story and the c story were all walsh related which i hope doesn't line up too much that way and also steve if you could answer for me how many main plots uh do the parents take over one of the storylines you know what i mean there's a couple of times it's all first season stuff and you'll see a lot of these kinds of we're learning lessons it is it's more of a family-centric show until like the season two where it's like okay it's about the kids it's very clearly this we want to watch these kids go to high school and have crazy high school adventures yeah i mean that happens here like it's sort of it's sprinkled in it's like part of the diet but then it becomes the whole fucking steak later on that's what i'm just looking forward to to the steak i guess is what i'm trying to say and also like this little luke perry after you give me so much luke perry in previous episode the green room i was just kind of bumming uh eric any any parting thoughts are you excited going forward um I kind of agree with Andrew that this felt a little middle of the road to me, um, but I'm still on board and I'm excited to see where it goes. And now I have new characters to, well, new to me to hate because like (laughs) everyone's been hating on Brandon, but Brenda, fuck you. (laughs) Roll over on Tiffany, roll over on who it's just, it, she's so pious and righteous and, and takes all this blame for nothing. It was driving me up the wall. um, But I am, excited to see more of this pie that nat is making so (laughs) and unfortunately it seems like i'm going to be forced to see it because uh we're uh, locked down forever we are locked down forever uh yeah i mean this is i I kind of agree with andrew here this is again more of your lesson learning episodes which is what i'm less interested in i like the kids too I'm, i'm i am a big jim and cindy walsh fan um I also like Nat too. I just I, mean, I like the older folks too, even though they're incredibly boring. But I like to be bored. Anyway, you know I, I'm obviously here, and I'm I ain't going fucking nowhere. 
So that is our uh, episode, our uh, Melrose 210 for this week. We are uh, Beverly Hills uh, part of this. On Thursday, we're going back to Melrose Place. Uh, on But tomorrow, uh, we have a brand new We Hate Movies episode for you, uh, which is the main show, which is when we talk about bad movies, uh, wherein we're talking about John Carpenter's Vampires. Oh, yeah. I'm excited for this one. We're stoked. Uh, yeah, and as, as always, there's a ton of stuff on Patreon. Uh, we released our Gumby episode. We're going to have our John Carpenter's The Thing episode pretty soon. There's a side order of sleeves coming up this month. We are fucking cramming your earbuds with content. So please stay with us and please remain indoors. And until tomorrow, I am Steven Sadak. Andrew Jubin. Eric Siska. Chris Gabin. Take it easy. That was a HeadGum Podcast.